Hey, my name is Tiffany Vaughn, and I'm on a mission to help regular people like me find their voice and then use it for lifting themselves and others up around them. I'm a small town mom to three kiddos with my hubby James, and man, have we been dealing with a lot. But isn't everyone? I lovingly call it our hard, beautiful journey, and I bet that yours is too. In season one, I tossed the bricks from my shoulders that were weighing me down. Bricks that represented shame, embarrassment, regret, loss, you name it, I was feeling it. I am now taking those bricks and building up a stronger foundation for myself and our family. I have created this safe space for me and you to open our hearts and our minds and to use our voices to help others know they are not alone in their struggles. Marriage and divorce, mental health, infertility, parenting, and some soul journey work are all topics we discuss here. But let's be real for a minute. Life can definitely be hard, but it can also be so dang beautiful, am I right? So pull up a cozy seat, grab your beverage of choice, and join me as I help others talk about their hard, beautiful journey. I know they will inspire you as much as they inspire me. So let's get started. Hey there, welcome back to Hard Beautiful Journey. Today on the show, I have a very, very special guest. It's the person I have talked about quite a few times in previous episodes. It's my Jenna. She is my psychologist and friend, Jenna Fertinsky of Simply Counseling Services. I am a pretty open book, so just check out season one and you'll understand. Because of that, I am comfortable talking with my therapist, on this episode so you can hear for yourself the transformation and healing that can take place when you use your voice, when you take the chance and ask for help, because there is someone out there for each of us, someone to listen and help guide us out of the darkness that we may find ourselves in. If you're struggling with your mental health right now, please know that there is help out there for you. I know from personal experience that there is a way back to feeling good, feeling happy, and just loving life again. In this episode, you will learn some of the strategies that Jenna used with me to get me in a place where I feel better than I have in a very, very long time. So without further ado, here is my Jenna. Hello, Jenna. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I am so, like, I'm bloody excited about this one because (laughs) before we hit record, we had a little chat and Jenna is... Well, I think I've mentioned you at least five times in the previous inter- or the previous episodes that I've had because you're my person. You are my person and you've been my person for how many years now? Three at least? I think so. Yeah. 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 So I met Jenna um, through, uh, we took one of our kids to see Jenna and she was recommended by one of their pediatricians and from that, that's where I, I just had a really good feeling about her. James had a really good feeling. We just could talk to you so easily. And when I started to have my struggles, I just knew that I wanted to start talking to you. And it was the best decision that I ever made because you helped me through some crazy, <laughs> crazy times. Wouldn't you agree? 
I think so. Yeah. I think like uh, we've definitely been through some peaks and valleys together over the three years. But yeah, the the connection was is definitely there. And, you know, I've always felt that it was very easy for you and I to connect and to catch up no matter how much time had passed. It's always, okay, let's just pick up where we left off. And so that certainly made it easier for both of us, I think. Yeah, for sure. I I think I started seeing you, when was it? It was probably about six months before the big breakdown. Mm-hmm. And that was just a, a teaser, <laughs> I'd say. <laughs> like, just checking in. I'm doing pretty good right now, right? And then, <laughs> and then the next time you saw me, it was like, wow, <laughs> what is going on, Tiffany? Holy yeah. smoke. And you said that I had a look in my eye. Would you explain that one? <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll never forget that day that you walked into the office and just that that look in your eye, there was a darkness. There was this look of desperation, this look of I'm drowning and I need help, right? And um, it's interesting because like you said, um, you know, a couple months prior or even a few weeks prior, like you were doing well. And then all of a sudden it was just this, this drop. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think people often think that, you know, like, okay, like, you know, it's, it's something that builds up over time. Yes. But it only sometimes rears its ugly head, you know, really quickly. Right. Mm -hmm. And for you, that's kind of what happened with you is that you just walked into my office that one day and I was like, okay, we need to do something about this. Mm-hmm. And we need to, to take a big step, right? Because mm-hmm. I was doing good. And then all of a sudden, um, we started losing our daycare or our nanny option again. Yeah. And that's when I was like, no, 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 <laughs> no, no. I can't deal. I can't deal again because yeah. this was too hard the first two times. Yeah. And that's when I started to slide again. And before going too deep, too dark, um, I made the decision to reach out and use my voice and ask for help. And it was Jenna and her, her wise advice that showed me what the right next step was. And what was that? <laughs> Stop working. <laughs> take some time off work. Yeah, that was definitely what needed to happen for you was we needed to take away a big source of stress, but not the biggest, um, so that you could balance what was happening at home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was not an easy decision. Um, I, I struggled with that one for sure. It was, um, I'm in a management position and I, at the time, didn't feel like I should be doing something like that, that it might not look so good that a manager is going off on a stress leave, a short-term disability leave. But through talking with Jenna and with James, of course, and, and just praying about it, I knew that it would actually have a better result for myself and all of the team at my company that they see that I'm, I'm reaching out, I'm getting help. I'm doing the steps that I need to take to make myself better. And hopefully that would show them 
that they can do the same thing. Do you remember um, what it was like, like what kind of thoughts were going through your head when I had first, you know, approached the idea of you taking off work and, and what was going through your mind and what, you know, um, what really stood out for you at that time? Um, my first thought was, uh, nah, no, no, that won't work. <laughs> um, I don't know how that's going to work. I am like the manager of my department, the accounting department. Yeah, it was, that was my first initial thought. And then it was, then you kept talking through it with me and real made me realize that I need to take time for myself. Mm. I need to take care of myself before I can take care of my kids. Like I, I was at such a dark place that I wasn't even willing or able to take care of them properly. I just wanted to lay in my bed and just lock my door and say, get lost, all of you, everybody at work, at home. Yeah. I, I was in my closet one time hiding behind the clothes, trying to hide from <laughs> my children, <laughs> you know? So uh, yeah, it was an insane time for sure. Yeah. Um, I think during that time I had provided you a letter to go back to work with. Mm -hmm. You did. And you had to march that, that letter mm -hmm. <laughs> into your boss. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you remember what that was like for you? <laughs> that was terrifying. It really was because, but like I said, at before I even came and saw you that day, there was a, a point in one of our meetings where it was, it felt very clear to me that the belief in mental health struggles wasn't there. Yeah. And I don't know what that was about necessarily, or if that was putting on a show or, or if it's a man thing, like, because I, I know that's a thing. I know that's real. Um, but I do distinctly remember throwing my pen <laughs> and saying, I've had enough. And I walked out of that meeting because I, all I was trying to do was bring up the fact that people in our company were struggling with their mental health. And I was told that, no, that's no, we're not talking about that in other words, but pretty much like that. And that's when, so then when I went and saw you and you gave me that letter, I was like, oh no, <laughs> I'm giving them a letter about my mental health. Well, how's this going to go? <laughs> but in the end, it was the short-term disability and my leave of absence was approved. And I took a month and a half off. Uh, the only thing that I did during that time was payroll. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't a big deal. And I spent a month and a half walking mm -hmm. and thinking and doing um, yoga. And I started meditating, but I wouldn't even call it meditating because <laughs> it was like squirrel, yeah. squirrel, squirrel. <laughs> everywhere there's squirrels. <laughs> So no, my brain was not quite ready for that practice in the state that I was in. Yeah. 
And yeah, but walking, I remember walking and using the Calm app just to like calm myself and breathe a little bit. And I took that time to really figure out what our kids needed. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was huge. Yeah. And I remember um, when you first went off and I had said to you, you know, like, I really just want you to do nothing. Mm-hmm. I want you to do the the bare basics, right? And mm-hmm. um, I remember you kind of being like, "What? Like, <laughs> I'm supposed to be doing more, right?" You know me. Yeah, <laughs> I thought we knew each other. <laughs> and I think that's so hard, right? But um, once you're able to kind of put that into practice and to take, you know, that time to do nothing it kind of gives you that time to recover and that time to refocus. And for you, your focus was what do my kids need, right? How can I look after myself so that I can give my kids what they need, right? Mm-hmm. So what was next for you? The, um, the next thing, because I was on a help myself, help my kids direction was when I went on that trip to North Carolina, that was really, really good for me. It was really good for me to get away and walk the beach and talk with other moms that really got it. Yes. Like remember us talking about that so many times of, I just don't feel like I have anyone that really gets what this is about Mm -hmm. to this level. Yeah because it's intense or it was intense at that time with the behaviors and the phone calls every day from schools or daycares and, and the uncertainty of where they were going to be from day to day. And if somebody would watch them and, and keeping a job, it was really intense. Right. So um, that was what was next for me. (laughs) But at the same time, I, I listened to you, but I also didn't listen to you because remember when I came back (laughs) and I told you that, Oh yeah, by the way, since I saw you last, we are now going through the embryo donation Mm -hmm. process. (laughs) And the look you gave me was priceless. You're like, what? (laughs) I said nothing, do nothing. Exactly. That is so not what you should have been <laughs> focusing on right now. And yeah, so then we we started talking about that and how that was all working out. And and at that time, we had just started the process and found the couple. And, and so, yeah, that was really instrumental in you being there for me during that process as well, because it allowed me outside of that relationship with them and the counselors we were dealing with to talk about it with you. Yeah. And knowing that it was the right decision that we wanted to do that. And we were at a point where we were ready to do it. Yeah. And I think, I think it actually, that was part of the release as well off of my shoulders is cause that's always in the back of your mind. Yeah. When you're going, when you've gone through such a hard infertility struggle, and knowing those embryos are there, mm-hmm. it's literally like they're like there, <laughs> yeah, in your mind. And and then when you get that bill, 
you're like, oh yeah, you're there. And what am I going to do with you? Because <laughs> there's no womb at the inn. Yeah. So, um, I think just realizing that it was time and working through that was also part of my healing as well. And like yeah. a closure to that part of my, my journey. Totally. And I like, so true to you when you came in that day and you told me, oh, we're looking at donating the embryos. I'm like, oh, of course you are. It's <laughs> great timing for you to be doing this. <laughs> Just add it to the pile, Tiffany. <laughs> add it to the pile. You know me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, and I, I, I believe you actually said the exact same thing that day in the office when you said, you know, like, it's always there. And you know, like I just, it's, I need to do something. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, going through that process with you and, you know, again, you know, peaks and valleys, right. Of you um, really evaluating the situation in it and understanding, you know, what impact it had on you and James and, and your children. Right. And, and um, having those conversations was uh, so important for you. Right. And mm -hmm. yes, a huge part of your healing journey. Right. Mm -hmm. and a huge mm -hmm. part. Yeah. For you to find your path, right? Yeah. And just to know if if they had a path yeah. and if, if our future involved that sort of path, right? Yeah. And and so we obviously if you've heard that episode, you know the result um ended in there not being a child, mm -hmm. um, unfortunately. And that was that was very difficult for um, Stephanie and Brett, for sure. It was difficult for James and I, yeah. but not to the degree no. of, of their difficulty, for sure. Um, so yeah, that was something else you helped me through. I am loving this conversation, but first a word from my sponsor. In my podcast, you've probably heard me refer to finding your person. I believe in the importance of having someone to connect with, such as a therapist or a counselor a person who can objectively support you on this crazy journey of life. The team at Simply Counseling Services can help you find that person. They focus on keeping things simple on the path to your healing. They offer locations in both North and South Calgary for in-person appointments as well as virtual sessions. Take the first steps on your path to healing by setting up an appointment. Visit their website at simplycounselingservices.com to learn more. <laughs> what else did you help me through? Every, oh, you've done some business coaching with me. Some, you name it, you've done it. <laughs> and look at you, right? Like, I am so, so impressed with you, Tiffany. Like, you have, you know, been through the ringer, as everybody knows. Mm -hmm. And you know, when we had started talking about, you know, what your purpose is and what your path is and, you know, me hearing your story, I knew that, you know, you needed to use your voice mm -hmm. and you needed to find a path and a way to connect with people and to guide people. And, you know, even though, yes, like I'm, I'm your counselor, I'm your psychologist, but I learned so much from you. Right. Oh. And your, um, your story has, uh, so much meaning and, and the potential to heal so many other people. Right. And, 
you know, I just really want to offer you as many accolades as I possibly can, because the journey that you've walked is not easy. And to, uh, to be vulnerable enough to share it with other people and to open your heart and to let people into your journey is such a big, bold move, right? And I'm so proud of you that you, you are walking this path and that you're on it, right? You're doing it. And I remember when we started talking about, okay, so what, what are you going to do? Like, what's, you know, I guess you've got your day job, but this all has to mean something and this all has to to come to a head. Right. And um, it's so beautiful to see that, you know, here you are sharing your story, you know, the tears, the laughter, all of that. And, you know, connecting with people through your hardship, right? Like, wow. Mm -hmm. Very, and very impressive. Thank you. It was so just so you know, usually people book an hour appointment. <laughs> I think it was in the two hour appointment that I <laughs> that's how much I love Jenna, okay? I booked a two hour appointment with Jenna. And <laughs> it was in that two hour and that flew by. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Crazy. Yeah. And that it was in that two hour appointment where we had some deep conversations about this and what are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do with this? And you were the one who said, you're a teacher. Yes. And I'm probably going to cry. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. I do. Because that's who you are, right? And I... And that felt like home, right? When you said that? Not, hold on, let me clarify through my tears. Not a real teacher. (laughs) No. (laughs) Like, no, COVID taught me that quick. I am not a elementary school teacher. (laughs) Heck no, no, no. (laughs) But like one that coach, teacher, one that helps people realize what they're capable of Mm -hmm. and that if they can use their voice and ask for help and know what they're worth and know that they can accomplish it all then they can do it right yeah and I think I am definitely a testament to that (laughs) yes you are So I'm nobody special. I really am not. I just, I knew that I needed to ask for help and it was the best decision that I ever made hands down. Yeah. And I think like, you know, you, you took it, you know, to the next level. Right. And that's, what's incredible about you, Tiffany, is that, you know, like we would talk about things and you always knew a way to make it fit you and you know how to get to the next level um in your own way right and um yes teacher advocate like you are that person right Mm -hmm. and I think that all stemmed from the pen throwing (laughs) (laughs) I think that was the moment where I was like yeah I'm an advocate (laughs) she's got a fire burning (laughs) I am going to fight (laughs) yeah for what's right I guess right yeah yeah yeah. if I know something 
isn't right, I yeah. am going to stand up for it and I'm going to help where I can. Yeah. And yes, I would definitely agree with that. For sure. <laughs> And good on you, right? Because there's not a lot of people that can or are willing to take that risk because it is a risk. Yeah, right? it, it is a risk for sure. It's a big risk. And um, you've you've done it time and time again for yourself, for your kids, where you work, frame, and mm -hmm. you are just that person. And for me, like I I wanted to encourage you and and to also push you in a very therapeutic way. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yes. You know, to, to for you to find your path and to connect with other people and to share your story, right? Because I knew there was so much value in it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, now here you are, season two. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, it's unbelievable how one, and I was going to get to this, but it's amazing how the breadcrumbs yeah. all connect. Yeah. And one comment or one suggestion or something can just lead you in all of these different ways that you never ever thought that you would go yeah. and it was you again <laughs> like it always comes back to my Jenna <laughs> so Jenna I I don't even know how it came up oh yes yes because I was talking about work and I was yes. talking about um doing some video work for the website that I was building and I really want, I really like it. I really want to do like, do this better and do it. And so you said, Oh, you should check out this, this lady. <laughs> she does birth uh, videos. And I was like, okay. And, and she also does uh, music. Cause I was also looking for music yeah. for, for the, the videos that I was making. So of course I write it down and I go back and it's Christina Nickel. Yeah. <laughs> And oh my gosh, like, it's crazy what has happened since I have met her yes. and the things that I've learned or, and then the people that I'm meeting because of that one introduction. Yeah. And it's been a year, two years maybe since then. Yeah. Two years. Yeah. And yeah, it, the the people that I'm meeting and surrounding myself with are just, they just lift you up and they yeah. encourage you to, to be your best and, you know, and like so supportive. And I think that's what I was also really needing. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Yes. And, and the connection piece, yeah. right? Yeah, totally. And um, from my perspective, I remember the shift in you when you had started connecting with those people and you started using your creative outlet. Yes. There was such a shift in you, right? And it was all of a sudden you had this way to let people see what was in your heart and was in your brain, right? Yeah. yeah. And I remember because it was like you, like, again, talking about body language and how you look, right? Like you walked into session a little taller, right? And you were um, so proud to show me the videos that you had made and this mm -hmm. creative journey you were on. And you could just see that all of a sudden you had this community around you mm -hmm. that really connected with, um, you know, that side of you, right? Yeah. And yeah. It was such a, a turn from where you had been yeah 
before, right? Because very books, very, you know, um, true accountant style, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> checklists. And, yeah. and hey, I still use checklists. Okay, I'm more creative with yeah. them. <laughs> Uncolored paper now. Exactly. Colored. Oh, hello. I have a whole thing of colored pens in here. Of course you do. Of course I do. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting, right? And, you know, again, going back to using your voice and, and finding a community, right? Finding people to, um, that you can connect with that, you know, really lift you up and, and change how you see things, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so important. And I think that's been a very important part for you for your journey in your healing, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and, and the other part was just knowing that you, if there's, struggles with a friendship that you're having um that it is it's okay to let it go yeah it's okay and that was felt impossible to me like it really did you know that yeah from our conversations and I'd really like for you to explain the box analogy (laughs) because honestly when I left there I went home and I was like mom you have to hear this box analogy and it's so true. And, and it just really made me think more about what box somebody should be allowed in. Yeah. Um, and I think like for me, it's changed my life, right? Um, you know, being in the profession that I'm, at, I'm in, I think it's, um, it's hard to have boundaries and to not fall into counseling all the time, right? And so for me, developing this box strategy really helps me, you know, um, prepare for what I'm going into um, or who I'm connecting with, right? So typically, I would suggest, you know, having three or four boxes that you use in your brain um, and allowing people to be in each one of those boxes. So box A would typically be, you know, hey, how are you? What's the weather like? What's your favorite hockey team? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, that very casual surface level conversation, right? Maybe box B is, oh, like I've got, you know, two kids. I've got, um, my parents are still around. You know, I've, this is, you know, some of my life experience, that kind of thing. Right. And then we get down to box C where it's, um, you know, maybe like a really good friend, right? A really good friend, somebody that, you know, has been with you for many years, knows, you know, a lot, but not everything, right? Mm -hmm. And then we've got box D, Mm -hmm. right? Box D is big, it's deep, it's everything. Mm -hmm. Everything, right, you know, right to the bottom, to the deepest depths of your heart, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, like when we're interacting with people, um, you know, kind of having that conversation with yourself, right, is, okay, so who am I going to talk to and what box should they be allowed to get to, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's really nice to have those boundaries, really nice to, you know, really prepare yourself and to know um, your audience Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and what they're going to do with that information. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Absolutely. And what they're, what, what, um, what am I trying to say here? <laughs> what what they're worth uh, hearing about your story? You know what I mean? Like, do you trust them enough? Do they deserve them? to know? Do they deserve it? Like, do they, do they deserve to move from B to C? Yes. Right. And that honestly, that 
strategy was instrumental for me. And I, I know that I have very few in the D box, Mm -hmm. very few. Um, but I'm really trying to get my C box filled up. Yeah. Not filled up, but more connection and more people that I know that I can start to share even more of my stuff more than I have on my podcast. (laughs) Trust me, you guys don't know everything. (laughs) So yeah, that I'm really grateful that you taught me that strategy. It has helped. And I know it's actually helped other people that I've shared it with as well. So good. Yeah. Very. Yeah, the the leap from B to C, I think, is the hardest for sure, right? Is you know, and um, you really have to do some really good reflection on who can go from B to C. Um, people that are in box B are great. Mm-hmm. You know, those are great conversations, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. like just really good surface level. You know, a little bit deeper than surface level stuff, mm-hmm. and you know, um, to not be in a rush to put people into box C. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really reflect on it before yeah. you put them there, yeah, um, and just think hard about it for sure. Yeah. Um, so one thing that you are going to maybe share with us is a couple of things to manage anxiety. Mm-hmm. What what would you recommend to my listeners if if they feel like they are anxious, especially in this crazy time right now? Yeah. Um, and yeah, so what's happening right now in the world is definitely creating a lot of anxiety for people. Um, and typically we say that, okay, anxiety is about, you know, like worry about the future or depression is worry about the past. Right. And, um, you know, right now we're living in a world where we don't know what's going to happen in the future more so than ever. Mm -hmm. Right. Now we have, you know, literally scientists telling us we don't know what's going to happen, that kind of thing, right? So naturally going to create more anxiety. For me, my philosophy is keep things simple. Go back to basics, right? And, you know, like I I named my company Simply Counseling for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. Is, you know, that's very true to me and what I believe in. So I always tell my clients, if we go back to basics, we look at, okay, so what's important to you? What are your values? right? What are Mm -hmm. the things that you care most about in the world? And, you know, what one or two things are you doing every day to live according to what's most important to you? And sorry to interrupt you, but you, because you're, you're my Jenna, you gave me that advice. And that was at the beginning of this year, huge for me to really think about, okay, what are my values? And it was honestly like, like flashing lights everywhere. Kindness, kindness, gratitude. And it was those two that kept coming up. And that's how I decided to structure everything that I was doing around those two values Mm -hmm. for our family, for everybody that I interact with. I want to do it with kindness and show gratitude so that I would I would say that is very key in dealing with anxiety. And it's interesting because we think about, okay, so like how could, you know, um, focusing on kindness or gratitude help my anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. And what happens is, is that all of a sudden you have a purpose. Mm-hmm. You have something to focus on, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, because at the end of the day, 
yes, anxiety is there. Um, anxiety is about the worry about the future. Is there anything you can do to change that? No, because we don't know what's happening in the future. But we can look at, okay, so what am I in control of? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm in control of what I do, what I say, what I feel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, refocusing, okay, so what are my values? What's important to me? And just always, you know, my saying is, is bring it back to the basics. Always look at those top three values, right? Mm-hmm. What are my top three values? What can I do today to, you know, maybe tackle one or two of them? And every day have that conversation with yourself, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. One of the other things that we've talked about before is um, gratitude, you know, being thankful, sitting down at the end of the day, writing down three things that you're thankful for. Yeah. Such an easy strategy, to, again, to just refocus and just to look at what we do have rather than what we don't have mm-hmm. what we, or what we're worried about, right? Yeah. Just refocusing that energy in places where it can make an impact, right? That gratitude piece is, I am not exaggerating, it is life-changing. Mm-hmm. That one piece alone is life-changing because it's it physically changes something in your brain yes like Mm -hmm. in your brain it changes (laughs) something because Mm -hmm. as soon as I started doing my grad daily gratitude practice and like I've said in previous episodes I don't necessarily write them down every day but I think them as well Mm -hmm. and I'm not kidding I will even say I'm grateful for for that guy cutting me off (laughs) because I was going too fast or, you know, I needed to, it was a lesson in patience and and not swearing (laughs) and because it truly, and when I go throughout my day, knowing that I need to find something to be grateful for, I have a lookout. I know that I'm, I'm going to be doing that at the end of the day or the beginning of the day. And I need to pull from the bank. Yes. So build up the bank and just do it. And we've, we've implemented it with our family, with our kids. Mm -hmm. And I'm not kidding. Jenna is the cutest thing in the world. (laughs) When uh, I don't like when my kids fight, but when they fight over who's going to say gratitude at (laughs) dinner first, that is a win. (laughs) Yes, it is. Right? Yes, it is. <laughs> They're like, I want to do gratitude first. Okay, fine. <laughs> and at first, when we first started doing it, it was hilarious because <laughs> because all three of them would be like, I'm grateful for dinner. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and like that, hey, we'll we'll take that. Yes. We will take that. Yeah. And then now it's like wrap it up (laughs) because they're on like number 10 (laughs) and we got stuff to do (laughs) but it's so cute like and they come up with the like basics right but then they come up with some really good one and good ones and it's James and I just look at each other like okay we are doing good things here and they if they keep doing this practice at this age and like it's really good for them right and good for us to hear what they're grateful for totally and it makes the times when they are absolute shitheads way easier to manage (laughs) 
<laughs> because we know deep down they are grateful. Yeah. <laughs> just, it's just the moment that we're dealing with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so on that note. Yes. What I am grateful for. Well, and I'm not going to ugly cry again because I just got rid of my tears. Oh, is you being my person just in general just you being my person and knowing that you are there and how supportive you are even when <laughs> uh, I uh I I sent a dm to Brene Brown and was convinced <laughs> convinced she was gonna reply and Jenna was like woohoo she's gonna reply <laughs> cheering you on cheering me on but I think she's busy so um that's she didn't reply yet but whatever um and just yeah just everything obviously but you know the dropping the the little breadcrumbs like that I was a teacher and Mm -hmm. and then introducing me to people that have changed my path and I'm just so incredibly grateful for all of that. Like forever grateful. So thank you. What are you grateful for today, Jenna? I feel like I want to be like one of your kids and start the list, right? <laughs> How much time do we have? <laughs> you could <can> have unlimited. <laughs> um, I'm also grateful for you. You know, I am a, a true believer in that, you know, people come into your life um, you know, we're, we're blessed with, you know, learning things from people and, you know, the role that you've played in my life in terms of being able to challenge you and to learn from you and to, to hear your story and to be, you know, it's such an honor to be a part of your story and, you know, that you've allowed and you've trusted me with that. You know, I'm very grateful for that. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I'm also grateful for my family. I do have to say that, you know, um, I've worked uh, very hard to to get where I am. And, you know, they've been so supportive of me, right? Especially my husband having to look after my kids when I'm working. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, you know, I've, I've had some really great cheerleaders in my life. And I'm very, very grateful for that. And, you know, and I, I hope to um, return the favor to other people in my life as well and to be their cheer leader right and mm-hmm. it's so important to encourage and to advocate and you know to cheer people on and to use your voice for for good mm-hmm. absolutely I am so so happy that you came on my podcast <laughs> it really does mean the world to me so thank, thank you from the bottom of my heart Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're amazing. Thank you. Now, do you understand why Jenna is my person? I am so, so very grateful for the breadcrumbs that led me to her. I don't know where I would be without her. Don't forget to go follow Jenna and the rest of the amazing team at Simply Counseling Services. Their website is simplycounselingservices.com and they are on Instagram under Simply Counseling Services. And of course, you can find me on all social platforms as Ms. Tiff Vaughn and my website, tiffanyvaughn.ca. I will have all of these links in my show notes and my blog. And I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but just in case we have new listeners on this episode, I will say it again. 
I absolutely love music. I love listening to it. I love singing into anything that can be construed as a microphone. You get the picture. So one day last week, I was listening to Spotify like I usually do, and a song came through my earbuds that quite literally stopped me in my tracks. I stopped everything that I was doing and I listened to every word and I cried. I know, big shocker. The song is called Won't Let You Fall by the amazing, talented artist Leah Campbell. It feels like the theme song for my podcast. Of course, I reached out to Leah and I asked her if she would be willing to let me play her beautiful song on this episode. And she so graciously said, yes, I am so, so grateful. Please go and check her out, but not until after you hear it here first. Jenna, thank you for not letting me fall. And to my listeners, I won't let you fall either. I am here if you need to talk. I am here to help you use your voice. Until next time, be kind and stay well. Just hold on We're all here Waiting for you Just be strong There's so much more left To do The night is cold You're caught inside You are not a Darling, don't let go You may be bruised Yeah, you may be broken The scars that fix you Were not meant to hold you I'll be